What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. Episode 44. Wow, episode 44. Listen, we have a special guest in the building today. We have a special guest. <coughs> my boy. My boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My boy. <laughs> I, I can't, I like... That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, creative... Uh, graphic designer, visionary, college graduate. Um, sure. Um, no, stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. What else? I'm I'm trying to, cause you're you're just so shit. Like I'm just a guy. Just, I'm just a guy. And see that. And see that's a, that's why I love you. I got my boy Leon on the show, man. What's going on, Thank Lay? you. Thank you for having me. Oh, baby. no problem, it's brother. Man, listen. Here. I've known Leon for. What, Shit. I said uh, three or four three years. Three or four years now. But I started um, to know you like a lot. Yeah. Um the last two years. Yeah, last two years. Um we went to Grand Valley together. Uh, I think about a year year a year apart. Uh, year apart? Mm-hmm. About a year apart. And um I see him at a party one time. And when I tell you he no 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 scratch that. I see him walking through the Kirkhoff building one time. Mm-hmm. And I just seen this man so swagged out. Like he had a he had a high top at the time. He had like a little high top fro. I'm going bald. And an, oh, stop. <laughs> it's over, it's over, stop. He had a listen, he had a high top and it was just like, dog, who is this swaggy ass nigga right here? Who is this man? I'm like, I got I, I have to know him. I have to know him, and you were friends with, and you were so cool with James and Unique. Right. And I was like, who? And I asked him, like, who is that man? I was like, oh, that's my cool as Ever since that day, and say less. for the last two years, we've just been like, you know, growing in our friendship and our brotherhood, and it's just been amazing. So I'm mm-hmm. so excited right. to have you on this show because we have a show today. Yes, we do. We got a show yes, to talk about, and you know. A lot of shit has been going on. You know, as I tell my listeners, it's like, I think I can't, I think I get, I be thinking like I get tired of doing this, you know? Really? Yeah. Tired of what? Like what specifically? Like tired of researching, you know, all these topics and shit to talk about, but it doesn't get tired. It gets exciting every week. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Like it it, it gets more and more exciting every week and I love what I do. I love coming to Sundays. Mm Mm-hmm. So, as you guys know, we have a first half of the show, and we're going to be talking about Safari. We're going to be talking about um, the voting in Michigan. We're going to be talking about new music. Uh, we're definitely going to be talking about Kanye. Nice. Um, we're going to be... Takashi 69 is doing some time. Right. Um, and our MVP of the week is Mr. Ray J. Oh and our biggest loser of the week is Safari. And we're going to get into that, a lot of that. We have a jam-packed show for the first half. And then the second half of the show, I brought him on. The, I, I wanted to talk this because I don't think a lot of people talk about this topic. We, 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 we may mention it. It may be something that we see on Facebook and Instagram and so much. But I think we don't talk about it enough, and I think it's toxic masculinity. Okay. Um, when it comes to, especially in the black male community, uh, I, I I feel as though black men don't support black men as much as we should be doing. Right. Um, and I think that's a problem. I think that's a problem. So we're going to get into that in the second half. So mm-hmm. let's jump into this shit. But first of all, <laughs> before we jump anywhere... Yes. I want the people at home to know who you are, my brother. Thank you. Thanks for giving me the platform. Oh, no problem, my dog. 
I'm kind of nervous. It's like my first time actually having my voice. I don't know. I probably sound crazy as hell. No, you no, stop. My voice stop, is deeper. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, my name is Leon Safo. Um, Safo is a Ghanaian last name. Yes. Uh, Leon, you can call me Lay, Lay Daddy, whatever you want. Period. Um, so yeah, I'm from, I was lived most of my life on the east side of Michigan, so 20 minutes west of Detroit. I went to school at Grand Valley, learned some information, realized after graduating, I'm not trying to bash universities at all, but you can do most of your learning online, and that has just changed my whole perspective on things, which is why, you know, Ty does most of his research on Google, you know, and now he's going to make a living off of this when he's biggest, I don't know if he puts me on. Hey, um, period. You know, I'm just trying to stretch my paradigm and uh, connect with other individuals and see how they live life and adopt the way they live their lives mm-hmm. and pick the best way to, for me to live my life. Absolutely. You know, so I can really live my best life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Listen, <clears throat> dope-ass graphic designer. Let me say that, first of all. Thank you so um, much. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to put his Instagram in our captions and everything. Appreciate and, that, bro. You know, tomorrow, we'll, when I do my marketing and everything, I'll put... Um, put his Instagram out there because his graphic designs and and I actually went with another graphic designer when I got my um some bullshit because I didn't know lay I didn't know I didn't know but if you actually go to his page he's dope as fuck like no bullshit he's really really dope and (laughs) I don't put anybody on the podcast Here's the thing. A lot of people have asked me to be on a podcast. Right. A lot of people. And the thing about it is I have an open door policy for those who I know are, who I know, and then who I know are working in their craft. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily knowing your purpose yet, Mm -hmm. but working, just working in your craft and in your field of where you feel you need to be. And when you asked me, I was like, yeah. The fuck? No, I, I, of course. Like, there's, yeah. I'm planned, <laughs> like planned, right. planned. So it, it was, you know, a lot of people have asked me, and you know, I told a lot of people no. Told a lot of people, email me. Why well, was <laughs> specifically? They just weren't. Um, you know it, and I hate to say it like this, but I'll say it like this. Like I'm important. You know? Um, you know when, when I was doing my like first 10 episodes a lot of people and still to the day a lot of people don't see this as a career driven you know job for me this is what i do this is what i want to do this is what is going to lead me to opening more doors for me so mm-hmm. i knew i always loved to speak and talk and everything but never really was a public speaker never really was the um being in front of the camera type dude, I always like to be behind the mic. And I used to listen to radio stations and everything. <clears throat> so when I started doing my podcast at first, I remember my first guest host was my friend Shauna. Okay. I asked her to come on the show and it was amazing. And she, and from that point, you know, so many people have supported me, but then you have those people who are like doubting and, right. you know, asking you like, oh, can I just be on just to get on? I don't need you riding a wave that I created. (laughs) Now you're trying to get on this wave. Now, if you want to get on this wave and start a tsunami with me, that's perfectly fine. We can work together. However, I will not have surfers on my wave (laughs) 
trying to ride this bitch when you're not even putting in the work individually for your own self. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say I'm going to give people, though people who are working in their creative purposes, even if you don't know what you're actually doing yet, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you that platform to do so. I'm going to give you that platform. You can be a doctor, lawyer, college student. I don't care. If you want to come on the show and you're working in your purpose and you're being authentic, transparent, and honest because those are the the really good core values of the opinionated brother and THC as a whole, mm-hmm. um, then definitely, we can definitely have a conversation and talk. And especially if I know you know you, mm-hmm. you have an open door policy. That, okay. that That's what it is. And I've known you for years and it's like, You've never given me a reason to not trust you. You've never given me a reason to not sit here and doubt your loyalty. So it's like, and I see you working. Thank you. Struggling, but working. <laughs> Everybody's struggling, but working. <laughs> and it's like, you you have to know, like, okay, life is life. Like, if somebody in my family passes away or if I sit here and, and my car crashes, life don't stop just because... Some shit happens. Right. Shit happens. Always. We got to just keep moving. And it's those people that I respect so much and I love so much. And you are one of those. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to use my platform to help others either build their platform, improve their platform, mm-hmm. or just start their foundation for their platform. Whatever that so is. Much. I appreciate you for putting me on this platform. Oh, no I problem. Feel, I feel like a celebrity, bro. I don't know how many oh. listeners you have tuning in every every episode. Man, it's I'm, growing. And yeah. I appreciate all the new listeners that come through. Dude, all my like old <sighs> Listen, <laughs> we just hit 4,000. Um, Like I told y'all last week, um, July was a personal goal where I wanted to hit over a thousand plays for the month of July and I did that on July 29th. I hit over a thousand plays and you know, I made a personal goal this this August. Um, not going to say that goal though, <laughs> but I made a personal goal to just up it a little bit. Um, so I thank all the new listeners that come on. You mm-hmm. um, all around the world, when I see people listening from Portugal, the Philippines. Wow. UK, yeah. uh, uh, I'm like, I'm, 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 y'all don't understand. I'm flabbergasted on the other side. I'm sitting here like, <laughs> like, what are you, li-? even if you don't agree with some of the opinions that I have, you're listening, you know what I'm saying? And I don't, and I don't, I don't want you to, I don't want you to always agree with me. Mm-hmm. I want to start a conversation. That's where we, that, that, that's the point of the podcast is to start a conversation and just see where our minds are. Breaking the stereotypes that we have in, in, in our minds, yours and mine. So it's just like, I appreciate the authenticity and the transparency and the honesty that I've been able to bring to this show and that everybody has been able to reciprocate and say, you know what, I feel that mm-hmm. through through the mic. I feel you through my phone. Like, um, that is amazing. So when I get those reviews and those those really transparent and honest reviews of just like, you know... You're doing your thing. It's such a great podcast. You know, just seeing all the reviews, it's, it's been amazing. So, mm-hmm. we got a personal goal for August. I'm not telling y'all yet, though. So crazy. But, um, yeah, man, I appreciate y'all. Man, I give y'all love all the time. <laughs> like, I, I give y'all so much love. Mm-hmm. My my listeners, my fans, it's, it's, it's all my fans, cocky. Yeah. It's, it's, 
This this building a company, building a brand thing. It's not easy. Where's the merch at, bro? I'm trying to get it. Listen, that. it's coming Where's soon. Merch? It's coming soon. Nah. Let these hoes know. Coming bro. soon. Merch coming soon. So let's get into this show, man. Okay. So there was a nail salon, bro. Nail salon, where at? In Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And this happened this week? Yes. Okay. So there was a nail salon brawl in Brooklyn and <laughs> is there a video? Yes. Should I like look it up on Instagram? You can. Twitter? Absolutely. I it's... just type in nail salon brawl. Yes. Is That's that, that it's that. It's that. Because <clears throat> when you <laughs> the 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 actual brawl itself <clears throat> was not even a real brawl. It was more so the actual uh, people that work there, Vietnamese, Chinese, who, whatever, mm-hmm. um, they were attacking the... Um, Is this it? Or no? Oh, no. Jeez. I had to, there's like the hashtag. And all that. Oh, is it? Let's see. Now it's a lot. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Or should I just do it on YouTube? YouTube oh, yes. YouTube always has it. YouTube always has it. Okay. But, in a sense, it was more... Um, so, late, uh, grandmother takes her kids in, or takes her grandkids in to get their nails done. Black eyebrows boy. out. Black. Okay. Going to a, a nail salon, you know, Vietnamese. Uh, okay. Nail salon. And they go in, and it's grandmother and i think her two granddaughters okay and they got a mani pedi and their eyebrows done mm-hmm. now the mani and pedi was straight mm-hmm. the eyebrows weren't straight though. they weren't on fleek they were not on fleek okay. at all and grandma wasn't about to pay for the eyebrows but she said i'll pay for the mani and pedi but i'm not about to pay for the eyebrows because y'all fucked my granddaughter's eyebrows up. like you can't you can't unfuck eyebrows <laughs> Like, you can't, you cannot unfuck, like, there's no, like, I've seen my mom get her eyebrows done, they done fucked them up, you cannot fuck, and yeah. she's cussed them out, you cannot sit here and unfuck eyebrows, like, once you fucking eyebrow, it's a wrap. You gotta draw them back on. Period. <laughs> you literally have to take a black pencil and, and, and literally color that shit in. So, because grandma and the two granddaughters, well, grandma didn't want to pay for the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. It turned from not paying into the actual store owners beating the grandmother. <laughs> yes. Um, with a stick or? With a broomstick. You're kidding me. I'm not lying. No. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. And Didn't touch the kids though, right? No. I, th- I, think, I think one customer got arrested and I think one of the store owners got arrested, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And she... Um, Basically, what's been happening is that the store has been closing mm-hmm. um, because protests has been happening outside of that store. Oh, wow. Because... Oh, my God. This is it? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's it. Damn. Yeah. Get her ass beat. Yeah. Yo, and this And it's is crazy. Wild. It's very wild. And when I tell you it, it kind of... It kind of hurt my spirit. Like, Charlemagne said something about this, this this past week that I really felt... I really took the kind of heart on or some shit. He was like, you know what, black people, when other ra- minority races attack us, we got to stop being scared to attack them back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, you know what? You're so fucking right. Definitely. We can, we, why, why are we so scared to attack the other race? 
the minority race. Because of that, listen, I just know if Lil Ching Chong Wow sat here and beat on my grandma. That's right. And it, You're getting the hands, period. I don't care who's getting involved, legal forces, whatnot. Like, you don't have the right to put your hands on. First of all, you don't have the right to put your put a broom on my grandmother's neck. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So did that? Did this woman get? Did she press charges? Um, What's going on right now? Right now, they're that actual salon is now done closing. Okay. It like it it hasn't been in business for a minute because they've been protesting outside of it, mm-hmm. so it closes every day. That's that's a positive, right? That's a that's a positive in my in my mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I'm just a little violent in the mind. It's just in that moment. What what would you do in that moment? Like, okay, say you in that moment, your granddaddy lay on, right? Right. You take your, you take your, you take your uh, your grandsons to go get a haircut, and you know, one of your grandsons here they put a boss by. Right. They mess them up. They mess them up. How am I gonna respond? How do you respond? To customer to owner relationship in the sense that okay, if they didn't do a good job, should I pay you? Well, it is service based, and a service based job you need to deliver, right? Right. And if you're not delivering, you're not getting paid. Right. I'm a graphic designer, and the way I do work is like it depends on the way you set the job up. Right. Usually, if you go to a barber shop, you don't pay. Before you get the haircut, right. you pay after you get the haircut because you get to look at it, you get to judge it. You're like, oh, you know what? I like the cut. I'm gonna pay you. Right. If you don't like the cut, or if if it's like there's an apparent mistake in the cut, you don't have to pay. That's that's the way I'm taking it. Right. So like, if I was a granddad in that situation and my grandsons, you know, get chopped up the wrong way, and I'm like, yo, you guys did my boys wrong. Right. I'm not paying, and then they want to fight me. I'm not even gonna put my hands on them. I'm just gonna walk out. Right. Period. And I might have to, you know, throw some bowls to get out. Right. But <laughs> I'm not paying. Period. Right. Right. Same. Um, I think in that situation, I would, I would not have paid. And I've, I've definitely been in the service industry for a long time as well. Mm-hmm. And being in the food industry, being in customer service, it's like if I don't serve you correctly, I'm not going to. Exp- I never. If if I've always been like the waiter, waitress. Uh, Waitress, wow. Waiter, <laughs> the cook, or something like that. And when I'm the cook, I'm not about to sit here. If you order something, I'm going to make sure you have the best meal possible. Of course. Like, I've worked in kitchens a lot. So, I'm like, if 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 I serve you bullshit, and you taste bullshit, yeah. you think you about to pay for this bullshit? No. Way. No. So, it's like... If you fuck up somebody's eyebrows or you put a, a bald spot in somebody's head, you don't think nobody's going to pay you for that. Like you don't, you don't, you or you think somebody's going to pay you for that. Right. So now you want to sit here and act all tough and rough and brawl and shit mm. and think that shit is okay. I think when you are, like you said, in the service industry, you you are held to a kind of higher standard. Definitely. You are held to because you're now putting your name out there. And it's like an interpersonal relationship, right? Too, and- there's just a lot of factors that come into more than just the product itself. It's exactly. the experience. Right. Yeah. And it's like if you if if they do a bad job on on your on your grandson's head, hypothetically, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now 
they can go to two or three people and say, don't go to that salon no more. Don't go to that uh, barbershop no more. Don't go to that um, that graphic designer no more. Don't go to um, that printer no more. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Just on the lines of that, just like, don't go there no more. Like, we are in the age that we can literally shut a business down. I don't go to Denny's. I've never gone to Denny's. I went to Denny's one time, but then I, oh, I, I heard about Denny's, that, that, that like 95 scandal mm-hmm. something with Bill Clinton's yes. bodyguards and I was like, yo, I'm good. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good on Denny's. I don't need to do that. I don't even like Denny's. Denny's is disgusting. It's trash. It's trash is I'm not trying to sorry Denny's, but. No, not at all. No. Hell no. Arby's too. I don't eat Arby's, bro. Oh my God. You eat Arby's? No. I don't eat. I like the curly fries, though. Who, bro, who's buying Arby's? Like, who gives Arby's? Well, you know, well, listen, you know Popeyes is now bought by Burger King. Stop. Sorry. No way. Yeah. That is. <laughs> yeah. So and I'm a Popeye's fanatic. Of course. And when I heard they were bought by Burger King, I was like, are you fucking serious? Right. Racist. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I almost had to call up the CEO of Popeye's. Like, and she's a black woman. I'm like, yo. What you doing? You was beating out KFC. What you doing? Oh, I can't. New music. New music. New music. Like, what you been listening to? Um, what dropped this weekend? YG. YG. Oh, that was, okay, last weekend, I was bumping YG. Uh-huh. Uh, Stay Dangerous. Uh-huh. Shout out to him. I was bumping Astro World by Travis. Yeah! Sicko mode. Yes. And then Lowe's, bro. People are sleeping on my man, but Mac Miller. Mac Miller, his swimming album. I seen that album. Bro. I need to listen to that. He's consistent, like. Do you remember when Wiz Khalifa came out? Yes. And he was from Pittsburgh and he had that whole swag, that Pittsburgh. Yes, that Pittsburgh, yeah. And then, Mac Miller, yeah. and then Mac Miller came out like two years later mm-hmm. after when he had kind of that same like same swag. Yeah. I don't listen to Wiz Khalifa anymore, to be honest. Really? He's, he's not as consistent. He just talks about the same thing. But Mac Miller, I'm still banging his stuff. Really? And that man is bringing out quality content. Just went through that breakup with Ariana and now right. she's you know, getting engaged and all that. And this man just had a sad-ass album. That made me want to cry. You know? Wow. I like well, feeling sad. Shout so. out to Mac Miller. I'm going to have to definitely listen to your album this week. Yes. Um, let's see. New music that I dropped. Um, I listened to YG too. YG is yeah. so funny. He's, uh, a, fool. he's a fool. But <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's... And his interview with The Breakfast Club was amazing. Um, yeah. Who else am I listening to? Uh, Queen... Queen. I was Nikki. just listening to Queen. Uh, she, she snapped on that one track. Was oh my god, track? Barbie, Barbie Dreams. Why? Um, I, you know, I, I was gonna ask you that. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, <laughs> like I was just like, whoa, young thug came in your in your closet and stole your dresses. Wait a minute. I put that back in my back. No way. I He's still hitting you in the DMs? I guess so. Miki, wait a minute. Was, now. She, was she serious about that track? You know what? She you know what? When um <laughs> when, she dropped, when she dropped the album and everybody heard Barbie Dreams, I seen so many memes come over Instagram <laughs> and social media. Like everybody was like, This is me when I hear Barbie Dreams. And I was like, and I was like, what the fuck did she say? And as soon as I listened to Barbie Dreams, I was like, yo. Yeah. She snaps. Yo, why she do this? To- and you know what? Queen for me, and I've been a Nikki. Actually, let me stop lying. <laughs> I was not a Nikki fan when she came out. Okay. However, when she she grew on me. Okay. And 
she was a lyrical monster. She was. And Literally a monster. Ly- a lyrical monster. And and I give that to her alter ego, Roman. Mm-hmm. So, but when she started doing all that, like, you know, turning pop and shit, I was just like... Mm, now, when you go commercial, she's getting a check, you know? I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But is she real? She wasn't at, at like, from, like... Like Anaconda wasn't my best, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like Anaconda, like Pink Friday wasn't my greatest Nicki album. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Queen though, she 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 she, she she's not on Riri level though. No, ooh, Riri. Ooh. I think I love think Riri's cooler than Beyonce. I'm sorry. Woo! I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You are about to have the beehive come out. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say that. I'm sorry. I did not say <laughs> that. I just want to be clear. I at did. Me, at, me. Ah! at Leon But you're not going to fight him, though. <laughs> Whoa, that's a big statement. You think Riri is bigger than Beyonce? Come on. I mean. Seriously? I honestly think. I'm banging Riri stuff more than Beyonce stuff. Like current stuff, I didn't. I honestly didn't listen to the most recent album from Beyonce and Jay Z like that. Like I, well, uh, I listened to it once, but replay value. Oh yeah, that. replay. Yeah, replay. Um, you. Oh shit. And then you, Lemonade too. Lemonade was hard. Like the visuals. The yeah. Whole, yeah. The release of it, everything was dope, but replay value. Yeah. Jeez, you, oh my god, you just. But now Rihanna, I'm. Ugh, I'm still. Bumping yeah, I can, up. I can. I can. I can. I can still bang Pondy replay if I wanted to. On some, <laughs> I, on some real bush. On some no shit. Damn, you. Woo, you got my mind racing now. Like, hey. fuck, you fucked me up with that. <laughs> you really did because I think somebody else said like, I. I think I asked one of my friends like, who else is on that level of like. Michael Jackson and Beyonce, and I think they said Rihanna, and I was like, mm-hmm. I had to think about it, like, damn, Rihanna is there. She is. You know what I'm saying? But then you saying, you know, <laughs> Rihanna better than Beyonce, and I've like low-key always kind of felt that way, yeah. because I've never been the biggest Beyonce fan. Like, I've, I've loved her music, mm-hmm. but I love everything about Rihanna. Everything. However... The thing is, Rihanna has not put out shit for me in like a year or two, and mm-hmm. she's playing it smart though. I know she's putting all this Fenty shit. Mm-hmm. I need music though. Yeah, I need music. You know what I'm saying? I need I need another. Uh, uh, what was what was the album called? Fuck. What was what was her latest? What was her latest one called? Fuck. 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 fuck the fuck, one fuck. with the red crown. Yes, I was good on one. That's the way it anti. was. Yes, anti. I need another anti or some anti. shit. I need, I need some because I can bang anti. That was I can't. You hear me? I was. Oh, oh, I was. A, I was doing. Um, I was working for the psychology department at that time. I remember banging that shit in the office, like every day. And I'm like, dog, I can't. I can't sit here and bang. Beyonce like that every day. That's just my preference. Definitely. And damn, you just make fuck. Okay, we're going to the you next know. topic because you don't fuck my you mind. You made me want to make my own podcast. Shit, just you, talk about music. Specifically. Oh fuck, you don't fuck my mind. You might mind just need up. a whole new segment for music, bro. Golly, I'll be a co-host with you. Hey, we don't. Hey, don't start nothing. Yeah. All about it. Not, don't do it. <laughs> okay, so last week I talked about understanding your season, right? Talked about um. 
basically knowing where you are, um, having your fleet planet and your foundation. So I want to ask you, do you know where you are in your season? Do I know where I am in my season? Mm-hmm. Like life-wise, career-wise? Yeah. Everything-wise. Um, I'm, I'm getting hints of it, like yeah. where I should be going. I yeah. feel like parts of it, I'm on the right track, specifically in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, relationship-wise, I'm growing a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a great relationship. Shout out to my girlfriend, Nelly. Nelly! Uh, I love her a lot. Shout out to Nelly! Um, you know, it's just wild to think about, like, specifically in a relationship, how you're going to move forward at this age. Right. You know, because you just have so many other factors taken into play, like where you want to live, where you want to see yourself in the next five years. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not 100% on where we're going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's just like being real. Yeah. And that's hard with myself. I feel that. No. I feel that. Yes. And uh, family-wise, I think I've been connecting with my family a lot more, so that's mm-hmm. good. Um, but my season, <clears throat> stuff is cooking up. 2018 was a great season for me. And 2019 is going to be bigger. A lot bigger. I mean, I'm on a podcast, bro. I'm on your podcast. Oh, stop it. So I'm, I'm done. Stop 2018, it. I'm done. Ah, stop. <laughs> no, because you're 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 about to elevate even Thank more. From here, and I and I said it last week. I said you you don't need to necessarily understand your purpose, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of us in our generation, for sure, have been programmed and told that we need to rush and get our lives in order, and you know, just just we we have to get it in order at. 22 to 27 you know what i'm saying and our 20s is honestly for us to just learn of course make mistakes but also learn from them motherfuckers so by the time we turn 30 it's like okay you know what we're still we're not going to make the same mistakes we made at 20 you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like let's make these major mistakes so we don't have to make these major mistakes in you know down the road and it's like you know i hate when i see so many people trying to rush their process you know because yes time does not wait for anybody but when when you're leaning on faith so much it's like time is not even a factor you know what i'm saying bro preach (laughs) so like i made this analogy the other day but when i'm making an omelet Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes i'll fuck up an omelet when i don't have my my vegetables chopped up, mm-hmm. and I start the heat on the pan, and then my egg starts burning. I'm, yep. I'm rushing, I'm yep. throwing shit on there. I'm yep. like, bro, this didn't turn out the way I wanted nope. to. And life is a lot like cooking. You need to, you know, take your time, pre-plan all the ingredients you're gonna use to make that meal. Say that. Chop them bitches up. Say that. Keep the heat low. Say that. You don't know, don't need to burn it Say way that. too fast, and then uh, things will come into fruition. Say that. My mama always told me, stop cooking your food too fast you're gonna fuck up she always told me that and i always cook my food too fast when mm-hmm. i was like young and i was like you just made that like analogy that comparison i was like damn stop cooking your food too fast you know what i'm saying oh, like stop cooking your food too fast it's like <laughs> it, it it literally applies to life because when we cook our food too fast it's like it's not the same it's not you can't take you can't take the proper the proper technique. Yes. In the in the hand, and it's, it's a, a journey, not a race. Right. It's a journey, not a race, and we're gonna make mistakes. People, we're we're gonna sit here and fuck up. We're gonna be 
Oh, stop it. So, so where would you say that you are in your season? Right I now? am right now. I'm in a financially still season. I Same. am. <laughs> I'm in a financially still season, but it's a fun. And, and I tell people like, oh, I'm broke and everything like that. But it's more so financially still. It's more so being um, more aware of how I can save my money, better use my money, um, and make my money flip. Now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting to that point where. You know, God is really sharpening my iron very quickly, mm-hmm. and I feel it. And it's like, okay, I'm changing, and the things that I did at 22, I don't do now at 24. What's and I just going on a lot more. You know, like I don't, I don't need to. You understand? Know like I'm, I'm an introvert, extrovert. Like I, I, I love to be alone. And for so long, when I did this, when I did the billboard, it was like local celebrity fame hit a nigga. And it was like, I didn't know how to take that, you know, but I kind of always wanted that. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, I'm going to embrace this, but I didn't know how to be humble with it. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And God will make, and God will sit here and have you eat a huge ass piece of humble pie and you're not going to want to sit there and eat it but you're going to have to and sometimes when you go through that it literally humbles you and makes you sit down like I loved that I was on this billboard but the the, the celebrity fame that I was I wasn't ready for that you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and or quote unquote so local celebrity status or whatever you want to call clout. it right the clout or whatever I wasn't prepared or ready for that because that was a lot Right. That was a lot. It, it was it was a lot, but I embraced it as much as I could. But now it's like, okay, I have this platform. Yes. And it's gonna blow up in a matter of time. It's 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 doing things that it's it's doing things so well, so great, so awesome mm-hmm. that I can not only I have to take a step back some days and just be like, Whoa, I'm not that same dude. That I was at 22 anymore right. because I'm so I'm, I've become so humble and I've become I've learned to 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 know humility in so many ways when it comes to a lot of shit and when when people sit here and still try to bash it or talk about it it doesn't affect me anymore. That's good. You have people commenting on you know what I'm saying like you know? when you I, I, when when people sit here and tell me oh I listen to your podcast but stop. Stop. Stop right there. Stop right there. Don't even say but. Right. I just thank you for listening. I don't care if you like it. I don't. I really care if you do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whether you like it or not, join in on the conversation. Literally. I'll bring you on my podcast if you don't like it. If you don't like a specific topic. If you want to talk about some shit that, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not here to. I'm here for respect. Mm-hmm. And that's the big, that's the big thing for me is respect. And. I respect those who are are just moving forward and just living their life. I may not like you. Listen, I love Charlamagne to God. That's I don't like everything that fucking he says. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's just life. Right. You know, you're not gonna like everybody. Not everybody's gonna like you, and people are not gonna like what you say or how you say it and it may be too right you know what i'm saying maybe too real for ears for some ears and everything like that but that's the seed that god planted in me that's the mustard seed that he planted in me and 
I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, we're going to do this correctly. We're going to do this with authenticity. We're going to do this with transparency. We're going to do this um, with all our honesty. This is unedited. This is mm-hmm. uncandid. Raw period. cut, man. Period. Period. You know, I don't, I don't have time for the edit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've talked about so much on my blogs where I'm like, I've been open. Mm-hmm. So open with everything about me and what I've been going through, depression, anxiety, everything like that. And I'm like, this is it. You know, so my season right now is just being financially still and understanding um, and just really getting my finances together. But I'm in a, I'm in a beautiful season right now. I'm not rushing anything. You feel good? Oh, I feel great. That's awesome. See, and that's the most great. important thing to realize is that you don't need – all this money to make no to make you happy, like, and and that's the, that's where I am. I'm like, I I don't I don't I'm making it right. I'm I'm actually feeling one really great. Like yes, some days it's like oh shit, I don't have no money, I can't do nothing. But at the same time, I'm like, do I really want to go out to Grand Rapids and go to the Bob again? Right. Do I really want to go to the <laughs> Do I really want to go out to Grand? Like I can see if I was in Atlanta. And then I'm like, oh shit, yeah. I ain't got no. But Future's I mean, at the crook. you at the feel crook me? Right like, ah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like, it's Grand Rapids. And it's not to say, yes, it is. Grand <laughs> Rapids is, is messy and it sucks. I don't like it here. The nightlife is like. Like the culture. It's, it's, it's not. You're telling me let's go to the bar every like every weekend. Let's go to the tin can and there's start five Dallas. bars you can go to. There's literally cool. five. I'm gonna have to go back to the city to hang out. Literally, dude. Literally, <laughs> it's steep, bro. I, like, I, I haven't gone out in literally six weeks. <laughs> literally six weekends. This is the longest time I've ever. Next week, I'm about to go back to the east side. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm about to get lit. Period. <laughs> Period. Because when I go back to the city, it's like, what's up? Right. What's on the floor? And we always find something to do on the floor. We going to Mister D's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we going downtown. We going to do something to get lit. Yes. I can't get lit in Grand Rapids. No way. I can, but I won't do it. It just won't be with my core group of friends. And it's like, we have somebody house. Mm-hmm. We chilling. We watching a movie. We having a kickback. Like, it's not. Yeah. Grand Rapids, for me, is not the place to be like, oh, let's go out every day. No, because if I go out damn near every weekend, I'm only going to the Bob Gardella's, um, Tin Can, Hobcat, uh, sh- Mojo's, the woods, woods. and it's like, yo, and that's it. Like, I can't. And Grand Grand Rapids for me has a has a has a place of complacency, Mm -hmm. and it's so complacent here. I can't do complacency. I don't do complacency anymore. Like that, that I move, I move too much. I move different for them to be complacent. And it's like when I walk around and I see everybody just. They do the same shit every Monday through Friday. They do the same shit. Saturday through Sunday, they do the same uh, shit. Friday and Saturday, Sunday, go out. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, work in their skirts and their suits and ties, and Preach. and it's the, the same, same shit every single day. And I'm like, I can. <laughs> You might do it. stay inside and work on your craft and let that craft take you to the next place, And bro. that is exactly what the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... People, you don't go out? No. Where are we going to go? We can go to Hopcat? No. Gardella's? No. I'm going to spend seven to eight bucks on a beer, on a drink, 
Hell no. I don't even drink hour, beer like that. That's damn near an hour of work already on this one drink that's not even... I'm going to just get a pint and, you know, I'm lit for the night. Or get Period. a Four loco. I'm not alcoholic. I'm not going to... I'm going to stop. This talking. man loves Four Locos, dog. <laughs> You know, four locos are the death of people. I, I don't care. even know why you're still drinking, I, though. I'm stupid. Oh my god, yeah, it's straight poison. He be drink. He listen. You know, four locos <laughs> get you to a place of just insanity <laughs> and craziness. I know because we used to drink them back in the day. But you know what? Four locos are cheap as fuck. Four bucks. Four bucks, and they get you fucked up. You can drink half of it, and you, and you are for two lit. days. You be straight for two you're days. You're lit. You are fucking lit. You are. It's a wrap. Like, your ass is out <laughs> cold. But yeah, man. You, so, speaking of the season, I hope everybody in Michigan went to vote. Mm. I hate myself. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm but you know what? I'm not even going to put it on you like that because you need to go vote on November 6th. Yeah, I talked to my parents like, it's okay. Yeah. It's but not. make sure you vote November. Yes, November <laughs> If anybody didn't vote for the primary, this I'm not putting it. You know, I'm just being an ass. But um, who you vote for? Is that too personal? Listen, I don't even know. <laughs> Is that bad? I don't care. Right. But I, honestly, I don't. I'm so out of tune with Michigan right now that I don't. I'm trying to just focus on myself. <laughs> Is is that is I can bills. I say that is that bad to say that I'm like so tuned out of Michigan that I'm just focusing on me right now? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't care who I voted for. I, I damn near voted for all Democrats and Libertarians. I don't know y'all names for real, mm-hmm. but I just know I voted for all Democrats and Libertarians because I know that Michigan is a Republican state. Mm-hmm. So anybody Republican, I said fuck it. Oh, by the way, yeah. Mike Pence was also here. No way. One. Voting day. Are you yes. serious? Um, I remember me and Cordell, shout out to Cordell, we were leaving his apartment. I was helping him move in and literally we couldn't get downtown for it. It was traffic. Come to find out Mike Pence was down here in, no in downtown Grand Rapids and there was protesting going on, supporters going on, all that good shit mm-hmm. in Rosa Park Circle. So oh, I did an absentee ballot because I changed my address too late. Okay. So, um, all I know is I voted for all Democrats and Libertarians. That's all I know. Probably more Libertarians than Democrats because I feel like Democrats and Republicans are working together. But, however, mm-hmm. um, at this point, I just feel like the government is just bullshit all across the board. I just don't know um, what's going on. Yeah, I, I want to know what's going on, but, you know, we're we're... We're, we're peasants. We we're just, the peasants at the bottom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're we're peasantry yes. to them. You know what I'm saying? So doesn't matter to me. But November 6th, guys, mm-hmm. everybody needs to get the fuck out and vote. I'm making fucking... Sh- when, is, when is my next episode before that day? I'm going to see mm-hmm. because you motherfuckers need to go vote. So do you have uh, any sources where to like, get all this information on the candidates? Like, Is there a certain website? Because honestly, I don't know... Yes, for the, for the um, you can go to any news channel website. Aren't they BS though? True, it's like, but some certain like just bias. I or? look up. They have like their links to their website. Okay, like they'll have the name and then you know the hyperlink or some shit, and I click on their name and see what they all about. And I know one of them wants to legalize marijuana in Michigan, and I'm all for it. Please, I'm all for that. Um, so November 6th, guys, that's Tuesday. So my next episode, um, before that will be November 4th. 
I'm going to make sure that all y'all niggas go out and vote. Yes. Because November 6th, as a fellow member of the marijuana community, <laughs> um, y'all niggas need to go vote. And what's on the ballot? So I just know November 6th, y'all better say yes. Mm-hmm. That's all I say. Because we got it medical now. Like, I don't get it. There's so many purposes. Like, did you know that they have, like, weed lotion? Like, yes. Yes. Like, my grandmother from Germany, she mm-hmm. had some, like, some wrist pain, and she doesn't smoke weed at all. Right. She applied some weed lotion on her wrist. And it... She, was, she had the wrist going, cooking every day. And that's what I'm saying. People don't understand. Like, people just think I'm a, just a smoker smoker. Right. And I'm like, first of all, Negroes, if y'all will understand me, I'm not an advocate for marijuana, but it's more so... I'm I'm here for marijuana because it actually helps. Mm-hmm. It's not a fucking drug. Like it really does help. I, on the ground. I've written papers. I I literally did my one of my final like I wrote three papers about this. Mm-hmm. Wrote three papers. One for my graduate program. So it was like and got an A on that bitch. Go crazy. You feel me? Like I'm not stupid to this to this um to this topic of. Marijuana is a drug. You know what I'm saying? Because so many people are so programmed to think, oh, marijuana is a drug. Don't come high. Don't do this. But y'all know y'all going back to y'all houses sparking up a goddamn blunt. Right. The crazy thing, the the thing about me is y'all are so mad at me because I'm vocal about it. I'm not shy about it. Mm -hmm. And I ain't going to hide it. It's already on my blog. The fuck? I'm already written about it. I'm already talking about for locos. That shit should be banned. You hit... (laughs) Like, where are y'all priorities? Like, most of y'all motherfuckers literally sit here and drink your souls to death. You literally drink your souls to death and you have the audacity to look at me and say, oh, you're a a pothead? Bitch, you better get your liver and get the fuck out of my face. There's a lot of double standards out there. Oh, I hate it. And that's why when people sit here and tell me that, like, oh, you shouldn't smoke weed. Oh, well, you shouldn't drink. Right. Put down the wine. No, literally. Put down the food. No, what, yeah, like what type Put of food salt. are you eating too? Like, right. Are you being healthy with your body? Because I'm, I'm great. Mm-hmm. My body looks great. I'm healthy as a horse. Yes. But what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you so worried about me when your body doesn't look or feel great and you're smoking cigarettes or you're drinking alcohol or both? Tobacco and alcohol. That's, that's the big question. Mm. Why is that even available? I'm just saying. But we're just so conditioned. conditioned to think marijuana is the leading cause of death and everything like that. Like, you can get addicted and blah, blah, blah. First of all, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can definitely take breaks and be like, I've definitely took in, um, taken um, two, three-week breaks and just got my mind together. Like, you can do that. Like, it, you, have to. you have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I'm a recreational Smoker, but I'm also a medical marijuana smoker mm-hmm. because I have all good slaughters in my knee. Okay. So and and it's basically when um, when I was 14, I had my growth spurt and my bones. Um, when my bone was growing, when my brain my brain didn't you know click click with it yet. So it was just like oh, so both my bones just said yeah. it made a little. Yeah, one of my boys had that. My yeah. my running back. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, it takes the pain, you know, it, it heals the pain for me. So like mm-hmm. people people sit here and say, Oh, you shouldn't please don't. So now you know why. 
Mm-hmm. And you better shut the fuck up asking. Period. <laughs> that, that, like, that's, that's, that's literally what it is. And I'm not going to continue to hide it. I, I don't hide mm-hmm. it. That's not who I am. And if you are a person that hides who you are, if you, I'm sorry, if you hide your convictions, I can't. Okay. Period. If you hide your convictions, I cannot. Because you shouldn't be doing it if you're hiding it. Period. Period. Y'all don't hide when y'all drink. <laughs> but you know that that's the standard. Anywho, um, let's see. Where are we at? Where are we at? Takashi. Oh, six boy. nine. Let's briefly talk about this nigga because I don't have time. Um, <laughs> so Takashi six nine is allegedly getting one to three years. Okay. Uh, for uh, accusation of like sexual assault or some shit, something of that, is something it with, of, with a minor too. Yeah, with a minor, something, something of that nature. And boy, do he just—he put out a video and he was like, "Well, you know, before I became this big rapper who can get you know a ten thousand dollar lawyer, you know, I was just, I was just being a kid and blah blah blah." And I was like, hmm. "Okay, yeah." So what was the situation? He was like, how old? Like seventeen? Um, how old is he now? I think twenty one. Because he look, because he looks like a twenty one year old. Yeah, he look, he does look pretty young. He's he, wild. He look. First of all, he looks eighteen. Mm-hmm. So if he talking about if y'all talking about this from like what two three years ago, then shit, this didn't even be a thing. That's what I'm, he was born nineteen ninety six. So he's one year. Oh shit! Younger yeah, he's a, yeah. Damn. Never mind. He's okay. what, 22? 22. 21. Oh, yeah, he's considered an adult. Um, anywho, um, like, I just, you got anything on this one? Because um, I'm done. <laughs> honestly, if he beats this case, he's doing exactly what he needs to do, which is just stay relevant at this point. Yeah. That's what, that's what he's been doing, is just making beef with other people. <laughs> he needs to stop because YG will shoot him. Literally. <laughs> YG would literally shoot him. Um, the GR uh, Hispanic Festival was lit. Was it? Um, my girlfriend's Hispanic. Oh my god! She didn't take me there. What? Bro, Why? She's Mexican and Puerto Rican. She. What oh, was it? it was all this weekend. Oh, she she works. Oh, she yeah. works a lot. Yeah, she goes it was. School. Oh, we went Friday. Okay. And oh, what was hype about it? The music, first of all. Really? As soon as you get up to what was it? Oh. Center Park Circle or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was right in the it was like like right in the heart of downtown, right across the street from Kent County. Mm-hmm. Um uh the Kent County office. Oh the Kent County building. And it was so lit. The food was great. Mm-hmm. Um the only thing that I did not like was that they were when I tell you security was beefed the <laughs> fuck up. Police were down there. Security was down there. I mean, beefed the fuck up. But let's just say our prize started that day. You wouldn't see a police security guard in sight for real. And I'm sitting there like, and when I tell you it's not even that many Hispanics out there for real, like Mm -hmm. congregating. They having fun. They either in the Corona tent getting drunk and some food. Or they out dancing on um, to the music, mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there. It was literally like we were at a table eating our food, and I could turn my back, and literally five feet away to me is a cop. Mm-hmm. No lie, it's a cop right in the back of me. Now, I guess I could understand if 
you know, because Chicago has had a lot of shootings um, in the past couple weeks with festivals and like barbecues and everything like that. So I could see it in that that sense. But also, I can see it like, okay, niggas, y'all just being petty. And you know why? It's because of the country that we live in, and it's been normalized that people of color are just going to bring a lot more, in quotes, danger. Or, I can't. You know, I can't. problems, situation. But all the white people was out there dancing their ass off. Right. I cannot. <laughs> I just can't. Like, if we're going to be in... I just can't. I can't. And that's the problem with VR again. It's just the lack of culture. The crazy thing is the Hispanics, they they are so community driven mm-hmm. and community oriented that like one of their booths hold, held like two two like restaurant stands. No way. Sure. So like you have a restaurant like right like two restaurants in one booth cooperating together. That's crazy. And it was just like I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Right. I'm here for it. Like I'm, I'm here for. It. I'm smashing everything right now. Like it's great. Like they had like pina coladas there, no alcohol, of course. Um, and in a pineapple with a. Ch- What'd you eat? What did I eat? Oh shit! I think Chantel got like she got chicken fried rice, mm-hmm. but that's not that's not Hispanic food, is it? Bro, the way they made it. <laughs> The way they made it, they fried the hell out of that. It wasn't even like it was. It had mad vegetables in that bitch. Mm-hmm. The rice was, I think, it was like yellow rice, but it had a kick to it. Okay. And the chicken was bomb as fuck. They gave you like a big ass piece of chicken, plop that motherfucker right on it. The <laughs> only thing that I did not like was the fucking plantains, and I like plantains. Oh, plantains are so good. They were mushy. Oh no. As fuck. No. I like. Crunchy plantain. That's the best. That's the best like they literally we looking at these plantains and I taste I mean that bitch tastes like a sweet potato. That's probably bananas. <laughs> I was so mad, dog. <laughs> I was so mad, bro. Like, no. I guess I gotta go next year. If I'm still in Grand Rapids. You do have to go next year. Yeah. You do. Definitely. Black parenting. Black parenting. How were you raised as a black parent? So let me let me let me read off this. Picture real quick because this shit had me uh kind of like whoa, okay. right? And I shared it on my Facebook. So, and I quote, Ratchet black mothers will kiss their son's ass, worship him, defend him, even when he's completely wrong, uh, completely wrong, baby him, and lets his uh, and let his big grown ass live under her roof, broke as fuck until he until he gets gray hairs on his nutsack, right. But build a motive, uh, motive kick. Uh, wait a minute, I don't know how to how he said this. But build a motive, kick a black uh, daughter out in the streets at 16 years old just for talking back. They see competition in the household with their black daughters, and that's why it's a lack of respect and a disconnect between the two. Uh, their sons are like the husband they never had. Whoa. End quote. I've never heard of that dynamic before of kicking out the daughter. Right? So I shared it on my Facebook and I was like, whoa, let's talk about this real quick. Mm-hmm. Because that that I think that stung a lot of people. Yeah. I think I think I think it stung a lot of people because I think a lot of people know it's kind of true in a There's sense. There's definitely truth to that. Um, and I hit up my and my cousin commented and she she um 
has a twin and you know my aunt has raised both of them mm-hmm. and um I told her to talk to me. What what she think? And shout out to Amber. She basically said that in some she she agrees to a certain extent, and that in some cases, um, you don't see a grown. How many grown men do you see actually being in their mama's house, and then compare that to grown women being in their mom's house after a certain age? Wow. You know what I'm saying? And wow. it's like, whoa, that's kind of true. Because as much, as much as the black mother can sit here and tell their sons, like, you need to get a job. You need to uh, you need to get out of my house. Think about if they're single. Right? Yeah. They're not really... And I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went through this with my mom. She was very overprotective. You know, if I brought a girl home, it was like, I'm giving you that look. Like, mm I don't like her. Like, I, I tell people, out of all my girlfriends, and I've had about a dozen, mm-hmm. she's only like one. Wow. One. Yikes. Yikes. That's tough to work with. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I'm, well, thinking about that, um, on my mom's side, mm-hmm. her mother, my grandmother, mm-hmm. lives in North Carolina. Shout out. Katina Ford. Um, she she has her brother that lives with her. Mm-hmm. He's like sixty years old, mm-hmm. and he doesn't do a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't work. I think he he's unemployed. I just said that. I just don't know much about him, but he doesn't right. do anything. Right. And I'm like, how can my grandmother? Let right. Him? You that's, know, that's her brother. Right. Absolutely. And then I I have a brother too. He's he's twenty years old. He's a he's a badass kid, but he's a good kid too. <laughs> badass um, good boy. But I, I don't know what's up with him, but I just, I don't think he'll turn out like my, yeah, my, my, my yeah. great uncle, but I, I definitely do see that like among black men that aren't as educated or have the resources to, yeah. you know, do something that they will just then like stay at the crib. Yeah. But girls, like I, I don't ever see women. That's the the that's yeah because are they built differently though like do they just want to be in the well the thing is I think what the message was saying was that we get babied a lot by our moms Mm -hmm. um as 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 black men we get babied by our moms a lot but as black women as black daughters to the black mother it's a little different because and and I did not like that they said ratchet mother. I did not like that. I did not like him saying ratchet mothers because it's just not quote unquote ratchet mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's mothers, black mothers, period. Some black mothers feel as though that when a woman, when when their daughter grows up that, you know, it's like, it's not more so overprotectiveness. Mm-hmm. It's more so being threatened by them, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a, in a sense, you know what I'm saying? What? Threatened by their growth and maturity because you know you want your kids to do better than you but in a when, sense. But then when they start being, better but then when they start being better than, or, or when you feel like they're growing up and being better than you, now you're feeling some type of way. They're right. not embracing that and wanting to build with you. You know what I'm saying? There's that and yeah, yeah, there's that tensionality, and it's like as a parent, I, I can't. I'm, I don't. I don't. I don't know what it as a parent, but. I would think as a parent, right? Not nah, <laughs> you. Would, I would think as a parent, you would sit here and be like, "Okay, you know what? Um, 
I made a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I raised you to the best of my ability, but you've grown up so much and you've matured way past my expectations right. and everything like that. And I want to embrace that about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, help them grow, help them embrace that, mm-hmm. this new being that you see inside of your daughter. But I don't, I don't think that neither the black daughter nor the black son gets that from the black mother. I think in some cases, because as black men, we get baby too much by our, by our moms. And then with the black daughter, they get crucified and uh, and are too critical by the black mother. I think in a, in in some senses, and, and and when I say some senses, I think I think you said it best. Uneducated, mm-hmm. um, living in the same situations, and not really understanding that as a parent, you are raising this child to be better than you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when people say, "No, don't be like me. Be better than me." That's true. Parents don't like that, though. Like they, they say they want you to be better than them, but when you start talking back and, you know, you have answers or responses, they start feeling some Talking like, back maybe is not even, and in their mind, it's like talking back. It's really like, not I mean, talking back. We're having a conversation yeah. though, I'm explaining my thoughts on this certain situation, and you feel some type of way now. Right. <laughs> so now, because I now have a mind of my own, mm-hmm. you want me to just... Listening, you still uh, or like believing? I uh, know. Oh, not my head, right? No, I'll just not my head, but I'm about to. I'm about to just do my own. Thing. Exactly, and it's like, you know, I love you, mom and dad. I do. Period. I love you, mom. Mm-hmm. I love, and, I, and I've said it. Like my, me and my mom have gone through that that phase where my mom literally thought that I was still that 18, 19 year old kid, and you know, I was, I didn't. I, she didn't see me grow for those four years. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like she wasn't really in my face. You know, I was in college, so it was like. I grew. I have a mind of my own now. Right. You know what I'm saying? I have my own thoughts. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm going to talk back to you. However, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to listen to you. I'm going to listen, maybe not respond. Yeah. You know, but it's like I have a mind of my own. I have decisions to make. And, you know, she. it took her a minute to understand that. Mm-hmm. It took her a minute because she's a single mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I have two two brothers on my dad's side. But it's like, you raised me. You know, I'm a single I'm I'm my only child. I'm a you're a single parent. Right. You know what I'm saying? And already you're probably gonna be questioning things at the you know, at a young age. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. So it's like she had she had to understand that you know what he's living mm-hmm. and he's growing up and he's growing up fast and she's like whoa <laughs> you're just. Whoa, and I'm like, yeah, mom. Like you, you wanted me to grow up, so you wanted me to mature and grow up when I was younger, and I did that. And I think that took her, and I think that takes parents off guard it does. when your kids are doing what you actually want them to do. Mm-hmm. Not in the sense of you know going and taking out trash or stuff like that, but actually doing, you know, listening to the values of it. And I tell my mom all the time, I'm like, you don't need to worry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need to work. You raise me to the best of your abilities. And I will take those lessons and values and apply them into my life and give them to your future grandkids. Preach. You know what I'm saying? To my mom and dad, that's like, don't worry about me. But they're going to worry. You know what I'm saying? They're going to worry, especially my mom's worries. Like, I'm our only baby. So it's like, she's going to worry, you know. But I think when it comes to that, and I'm talking to young parents too, um, just, just, you know, 
it it's okay to worry, but it's also okay to understand and be okay with your son and your daughter having their own mind, especially when it comes to black parenting. You have to allow them to ex- explore mm-hmm. their cranium. Yes. You have to let them explore the cranium. Like being an individual. Yes. You know? When they get to an age of just like, okay, I'm getting to know my own thoughts, you have to let them wonder. What, what age was that for you? Oh, man. I think that was like 16, 17. Yeah. About time. About that time. Mm-hmm. I was like every like everything my mom was like telling me and everything about the world <laughs> i'm low-key learning new things and i'm sitting here like uh, i'm educating my mom now on new shit yeah you know what i'm saying the world's changing yeah you know what i'm saying and i'm like my you can't keep doing the same shit you did back in the day 10 years ago you know to today it's, it's changed a lot right. you know and it's hard trying to be the teachers to your parents because they don't want to really hear it Sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, I just make a challenge to black parents um, just to allow your kids when they get to a certain age to allow them to explore, mm-hmm. right? Allow them to explore their craniums, allow them to explore their minds. Now, I'm not talking about talking back or some shit like that, but allow them to have a mind of their own. You know what I'm saying? My mom, the, the, my mom allowed me to work as soon as I was legal, mm-hmm. 16. As soon as I was legal, I got my first job, period. Nice. Worked. Right. Uh, the Michigan Department of Transportation. Okay. Yeah, MDOT. It was like a little summer program. And oh, then yeah. it was all year round. So I worked for them like two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Like, I just want black parenting to be a lot more. I just think that post was true to a certain extent. I don't think it's ratchet mothers. I, I feel like that was just a little extreme. Yeah. But you have anything? I mean, well, I was saying just taking into consideration what white parents are doing. Yeah. And, you know, Hispanic and Indian. And, right. You know, because then we can compare, like, is this just like... Uh, is it a real a gender black thing, thing? Or is it a, a minority thing? Or is it like a parenting overall thing? Or... Because I don't know. I don't... I think it might be that parent dynamic, though. Yeah. Parent it might to be. child dynamic. It might be. It might. It is. I think it's whatever was done to them is done unto you. But also, it's like sometimes what I see with parents, they don't want to do what they they got done to them. Also, you know, they want to change the dynamic. Like I'm not going to do this with my kids because this traumatized me or something like that. So, black parents, let's do better. But shout out to all the black parents out there because y'all strong as hell. Just let's do better. Mm-hmm. Let's do better. All right. So our MVP of the week. It's Ray J, man. Ray J. What's Ray J? <laughs> Ray, Ray J, man, created the hat, the hat challenge. Oh my man. god, that was so you funny. Know, and <laughs> Ray J is so fucking funny. If I had one wish, you know, and <laughs> his one wish created a hat challenge, bro. Um, but mm-hmm. the biggest loser of the week is my nigga Safari. Oh. Now, why is Safari the biggest loser this? We well, Safari has been. Um, if you watch Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, you know Ray J and Safari are on there, and <laughs> Safari. As some of y'all knew, I think last year or sometime this year, Safari decided you know he wanted to put his Johnson on yeah. social media. You know what I'm saying? And uh, 
Wow. Right. Um, Heard it was pretty large. Hard and that motherfucker was an arm. <laughs> good for him. Like, good forearm. Like, mother, <laughs> like flexing forearm. Right. So, shout out to Safari for a flexing forearm type of a penis. Um, because I, I don't have that. And I don't want that. <laughs> That's... That just sound that 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 sound like it hurts. Would you say you're a grower, not a shower? Yeah. Okay. I'm definitely a grower, not a shower, and I'm just I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you get with me, like you'll see. I'm just gonna put in the effort, you know. Yeah. Period. But I just not that though. You know what I'm saying? Because he's Jamaican. He's from a whole nother. That's a whole nother bloodline. Big teams. You know what I'm saying? Like period. Big teams might not like do. Right. Oh God. Um. So. Obviously, one of the cast members named Lyrica Anderson. Um, Her husband, A1, is on the show as well. Um, So, basically, there was a rumor going around that Safari and Lyrica, you know, maybe had a little, you know, sexy, sexy sex. And in the show, A1, Ray J, and Safari are, you know, cool. They, you know, they're the new flossy posse of, you know, love and hip-hop Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And, um... These last two episodes was basically A1 going to Safari and being like, hey, did you fuck my wife? While they were together? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. And Safari was basically like, you know, at first he was like, you know, bitches love Safari and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whoa, so, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. So where did, this, where did this hat challenge come from? This hat challenge came from Ray J interrogating Safari and asking him if he really did have sex with Lyrica Anderson. And the verdict was, this motherfucker dicked her down. Yikes. He said it on the show. And like I said, I don't know if this was scripted or not. But I did see the Ray J interview at the Breakfast Club. And he did say, and I quote, there has been a lot of fights. No oh, well. There has been a lot of fights this season. Um, I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah, to A1, I am so sorry. Um, no one deserves that. You, you've been helping that girl out with her <laughs> music and everything, and you don't deserve that. That's, that's fucked. And so far, you know you a hoe. You ain't shit. Like, he did a Nikki, right? Did he put Nikki on? Well, here's, I, here's the thing. I think Safari wrote a lot for Nikki. Okay. But I think it got to a point where Nikki was just like, okay, um, she's re- she's writing her own verses, but a lot of the shit that she was putting out just didn't sound like her. Like, that's why I love this Queen album, because I feel like Nikki wrote all of this shit. Mm-hmm. And most of the shit that she was coming out with when she was with Safari didn't really, it didn't really, like, it was good chart toppers, but it was just like, this doesn't sound like you. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Safari, you a low-down, dirty dog, bro. Like, you ain't shit, dog. Like, you... Wow. Like, you could do that? Like, but... Wow. People People get dogs, man. People get dogs. It's just wild. People and other dogs. I I I got dogs a few times, which is why I was a dog for a minute. Yo. But now I'm I'm cuffed up. Yo. But still, you know. It's a doggy dog world. They really Side nigga season. That's what season we're in. <laughs> I told niggas that a uh, cover season is now is commencing. Yes, it is. But side nigga season ha- does not end until September. So, <laughs> so what's the duration from side nigga season? Uh, side nigga season starts in the summer. 
summer. So, like, is it June? Yeah. Mm, well, Grand Rapids, hell yeah, June. But more so May. Okay. You know, that's when side nigga season starts. But cuffing season has started already. Um, I hope that everybody is... If you are indulging in cuffing season, um, I hope that you're playing um, right. Yeah. Uh, I just know that, you know, when I, <laughs> I just know when I put the cuffing season, um, like I said last week, when I put the cuffing season um, poll up on my Instagram and most of y'all said, I'm good, love, enjoy. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally going to, I'm going to see all those people that voted. I'm literally going to be watching you. Yeah. All those people that voted, I'm going to be watching you and be like, mm. all right. So you can see who voted. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've never done an Instagram poll. Oh yeah, you can definitely just go uh, take a like take a picture mm-hmm. of a surface, black screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, what is that little icon up there? It's like an icon at the top. Press that icon, and then hit the poll thing, and then you can make a poll. And I literally make a poll, and they vote. I see, and I was like, mm. all of y'all said no. I'm good, love, enjoy, and I said. Mm. I will be watching you. Mental note taken. Noted. Noted. We'll see by April of next year. <laughs> so we're going to take a five-minute break, guys. We'll be back. We'll be back with talking toxic masculinity for the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. So this is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae with my special guest host, Leon, in the building. Hey, we will be back. Me. We will be back. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae, and I am here with my special guest host, Leigh. Thank you. What's going on, brother? Chilling, chilling. Chilling, chilling. Are you ready? ready? Are you ready for this shit? Dive into the serious oh, part. Oh, my God. So, the Opinionated Topic of the Week, y'all. Y'all already know where we're going. We are talking toxic masculinity or uh, henogenic masculinity if i said that right but i I probably butchered it but anyway Mm -hmm. we are talking toxic masculinity especially when it comes to the black male form uh black men not supporting other uh black men so let let's talk toxic masculinity first of all Mm -hmm. what's the definition of it oh goodness i was trying to find it and you know let's go to the urban dictionary so toxic masculinity is a social science term that describes narrow um, uh, narrow types of ideas about the male gender role that uh, that defines masculinity as exaggerated masculine traits like being violent, unemotional, sexually aggressive, and so forth. Also suggests that men who act too emotional or maybe aren't violent enough or do not do all the things that are, that real men do can get their man card taken away. Many people confuse uh, the difference between masculinity and toxic masculinity. However, one can be masculine without having ma- uh, toxic, toxic masculinity. Some beliefs of toxic ma- masculinity is that, one, interaction between men and women always uh, has to be competitive and not cooperative. Um, two, men can never truly understand women and that men and women can never just be friends. Ooh. Oh, let me read that again. Men can never truly understand women and that men and women can never just be friends. Mmm. Uh, mmm. You can give into that mm, when the time comes. Mmm. I'm going to have to save that one. Uh, <laughs> that real men need to be strong. 
And that showing emotion is a sign of weakness unless it's anger and uh, that is considered okay. Uh, the idea that men can never be victims of abuse and taking uh, and talking about uh, and talking about it, uh, it is shameful to them. Uh, the idea that real men always want sex and are ready for it at any time. The idea that violence is the answer to everything and, the re- and that real men solve their problems through violence. Come on, the idea that men could never be single parents and that men shouldn't be very interactive in their children's learning and development and that men should always be the dominant one in the relationship or else he's a quote-unquote cuck. I don't know what that means. Who wrote this shit? Mm. Is that like cuckold? Like I see cuckold in porn, but mm-hmm. I, don't know, I never know what that means. Um, so basically, the submissive. Okay. Yes. Uh, the idea that any interest in a range of things that are strictly considered feminine would be an, an emasculation of a guy. Mm. Yes. Wow, that's a lot to digest. That's but... a lot to digest. So toxic. So. They said something again about it, and it says any male action that doesn't confirm, uh, conform to liberal ideals of what a man should be in today's society. If he isn't sensitive and emotional, um, he is accused of toxic masculinity. Whereas used, whereas used to these people were known as uh, uh, assholes or douchebags. So that's a lot to unpack, and. So many people have asked me to talk about toxic masculinity on my podcast, and I said, you know what, this is the perfect episode to do that, especially with um, a person that I've supported and loved for uh, years. And I want to get your 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 thoughts on all of that. Like, where what is your mindset when you hear that basically you can't, you know, first of all, let's unpack some of this shit real quick. Okay. First of all, you can't have interactions with women and just be friends with them that's ridiculous i have a lot of female friends a lot of female friends. right in the sense that you can't be friends or cooperative with women where where did this notion come from um it, it stems back to i think to the beginning of time same same <laughs> same i mean we live in a a patriarchal, patriarchal oh, <laughs> and um, you know, I think it starts from how we refer to God as He or Him. Yeah, not she. And that's just like putting men on a pedestal and thinking that they're better, uh, higher, just overall, you know, just placed on a pedestal over women. So is being sensitive unmasculine? It's showing him up because I talked about. I didn't think that when I was younger. True. You know what? Actually, no. I'll take that back. Um, I talked about can men show their emotions on a couple of episodes back on a podcast, on an episode. And I always said that it's wild to hear some of the responses that it's gay or it's unmasculine for a man to show his emotions but when you see on social media so many women 
who sit here and say, we accept you if you would show your emotions. I love a man with certain emotions, but when you actually see them, right. what do they have on their arm? Right. That makes you think, and I, masculinity can, has been broken down into a lot of things. And we're becoming more free mm-hmm. and accepting of what masculinity is. Mm-hmm. I think it was an insecure, uh, it might have been the first season mm-hmm. when it was either Issa or her best friend that was talking to a guy yeah. that had sex yeah. with another guy one yeah. time, but just tried it out. Yeah. And then he was like, you know what? It's not for me, but, um, you know, I'm straight. Right. I had sex with a guy. I was like, oh, shit. That has never, I've never thought about that before. Right. And I'm not looking at my man since he was gay. Right. You know, like, I think sometimes myself, like, what if I did try to, you know, hook up with a guy or right. have sexual encounters with a guy? I'm not gay. Right. But I've never tried something. You don't know if you, you don't, don't know anything. You don't know. But then again, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to try it. Right. Absolutely. I, I don't know. It's just another topic to talk about. Man, listen. I'm just being real. You know? Hey, listen. I've been called gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you've been called gay so for so long in your childhood, it's like, are you gay? Right. First of all, do you even know what gay means? I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. And people were calling me gay because I was the homie to so many females. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was cool with a lot of girls. Like, they were, it wasn't that I was sitting here trying to get in their draws. I wasn't trying to... I was being a friend. Right. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of us, when we were younger, didn't know how to be friends. It was more so like, okay, we're either dating or we're not together or this nigga's talking bad about you, calling you bitches and hoes and shit like that. Mm -hmm. There was never a middle for a man to be a friend with a girl and I could never understand that. As a as a young as a young man, I could never understand why can't I be just friends with a female? Why can't I just be friends with you? Even if you bad as hell. Right. Like you can be the baddest, coldest girl right now. Why can't I just be cool with you? Why can't we just go out and hang out and just be friends? Like I don't want your pussy. Mm-hmm. I don't want you. I don't want you. Like that's not what I want. Like I, if you if we made that establishment already, why do I have to sit here? And be called gay for that, right? So it was just dealing with that. And I was just like, wait a minute. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And I have gay dudes in my DMs. Mm-hmm. Like, when I glowed up, yeah. Like, everybody started hitting me up in the DMs. Like, <laughs> hey, yeah, you that. feel me? Like, <laughs> Dudes, women, like transgender, like they, I, like everybody started hitting me up, and I'm like, I appreciate that, right? Thank but you. I like me the pute, right? You know what I'm saying, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm good with that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. But it's like I don't have a problem. Here's the thing: I never have a problem being friends with gay men, transgenders, lesbians, or just straight women, straight men. Like I never had a problem just being your friend, right? You understand what I'm saying, and I and I don't know where this 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 thing is going with toxic masculinity, where we have to sit here and question our masculine form because I'm hanging with my with 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 one of my boys who's who's gay. I think we can knock that off, like just 
Well, but he man. more real than some of these niggas out here. Bro, I'm that's gonna, what I'm saying. Bro, I'm like skinny jeans right now. Do you remember in 07, 06, 05, 04, 03, 02, 01 when no one, when everyone saw people wearing skinny jeans that they were my, gay as hell? Come on now. No, my the, thing is, why are so many thugs wearing skinny jeans out there? Look at Young Thug now. Come on now. Th- young Thug is borderline wearing dresses, breaking barriers. Jaden w- Smith out here at Louis Vuitton wearing Bro, dresses. And my dog. He's I'm like, they, they're not gay. They still fucking hoes. Right. And if they are fucking dudes too, like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Like, what? Why are, why are we so fixated on what someone's <sighs> sexual preferences are? Yes. Yes. Because I don't get it. Like, I found that a lot here in Grand Rapids, Mm -hmm. is that this bubble of toxic masculinity, and and I brought this to to the forefront because toxic masculinity is so hard here. Mm -hmm. It's so hard. And and truthfully, I've been in Grand Rapids for six years. I moved to Grand Rapids back back in May, so I've now been in actual Grand Rapids. The thing with me in Grand Rapids when it came to toxic masculinity was so many people are hiding this side of them while trying to conform to the norm of what society wants you to be. All right, have kids, have a wife, good job, and that's it. While you hoeing on the side, fucking a man, woman, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I remember I met this dude New Year's 2018. Yeah. Uh, he had a dreads Hispanic dude. He just got a divorce with his wife because he was gay. Ain't that crazy? I had a kid. You know, it's like, damn. People are really going through it trying to make other people happy, but you're not happy yourself. <laughs> say it again, please. Please say it again. We're going to rewind that, but uh, say that. Oh. basically, you're trying to make other people happy, but not making yourself happy. I don't, I never understood that. And so many people have tried to break it down to me where, you know, you have to think about everybody. You have to think about the other person's happiness. You have to sit here and think about the other person's um, ability to be happy. Well, when it comes to the masculine form, why why do we as men never think about our own happiness? Mm -hmm. Because we've been conditioned to, 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 to sit here and run the household, to sit here and get the bills and get everything like that. So we don't have to sit here and deal with our emotions. Bull fucking shit. Right. And we're influenced by damn near everything that we see on the on the screen and then that's what fucks us up. And honestly I'm not gonna dive into it, but there's probably even a higher power structure that, you know, implements these type of strategies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like again, like we said earlier, we are peasants. We are the peasant we are the peasantry, <laughs> you know. Here. And we don't understand that. We we're not. To, we're not looking at that. Dog, we went to school for four years to get information. That now, we now we're about to go work the rest of our lives so we can pay back for that information that we learned. That doesn't seem like real learning. You hear me? Because anybody want to pay my loans? I'm right. Game as fuck. Here you go. <laughs> you can take all. You can take my undergrad loans. Hell, you can take my master's loans now. Right. You feel me? You can pay my whole shits because obviously I'm peasantry. And that's the social norm, though, is going to college now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You need to go to university. Oh, yeah. But you know what? It, it's, it's, society has made it, society has made it so bad to where now at McDonald's, you kind of have to work. You kind of have to go to college to get that job. You, you really have to be, um, it, it's so reversed how corporate America 
is saying to us, oh, you can sit here and uh, come in with no, you know, no job experience and make 12, 13, 14, not an hour. But you go to McDonald's or some shit, you need a fucking bachelor's degree just to make 10. You really need a bachelor's degree now? Some, at some, yeah. Probably like specific areas. Yes, yeah. yeah. And it's wild. And I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. But as men, like where, as black men, first yes. of all, because we are black men. Right. Where do you Okay, see- check it out. Bet, Siri. She um, <laughs> <laughs> was a bullshit. But where do you see us as black men? The lack of support. Because I feel like there is a definite lack of support when we talk about toxic masculinity and black the black male. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lack of black male support. Like, we don't hug each other enough. Right. We don't sit here and talk to each other enough. We don't sit here and express our emotions enough because we hide so much shit. We don't cry enough. Right. We don't sit here because we've been called weak for it. We've been called... Um, do, uh, uh, what was the word they used? Uh, feminine. Yeah. Um, and I've said multiple times on my show that I am very in tune with my feminine side. Mm-hmm. I am very in tune with my emotions. I cry. I will sit here and cuss you out if I feel... I tell... This is why I say I, I probably will be single for the rest of my life. Okay, so. because, because I can't sit here and stretch the norm of a woman always being right. I can't sit here and um, stretch the norm of the woman is, you know, the, the communication. Because in all of my past relationships, I've I've been the one to carry the woman. And it's always weird. Because when I see relationships, it's the woman carrying the man. Mm-hmm. In my relationships, it's me carrying the woman. Lack of communication. I'm always fucking, I'm always yelling at you because you're not communicating with me. Right. You're not telling me what's on your heart. You're not telling me. And it's always weird. I feel like I'm the flip. I'm the woman. You're the dude. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, dog. I'm just a man just trying to see what the... And when a woman finally realizes that it's different from what they know... When you actually have a man who is sitting here in tune with who he is, all of who he is, it scares them. That's what I found out. I think I'm feeling like toxic masculinity embodies just emotional intelligence. Yes. And it's just like, I know for myself, it's weird. And I feel, I I sense in myself, like, I don't want to cry in front of my girlfriend. Right. And that is like, probably a bit of toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. you have it to. It this barrier in front of me. Yeah. And it's like we're not able to connect you know, on a deeper level. Because I think that the connection right there, I think vulnerability is a big thing. Yes. I think vu- being vulnerable is a big thing. And I think a lot of people don't know how to be vulnerable and don't want to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Because when I, we've been hurt, we, we've been hurt so much. You know, when you, when you talk to somebody or when you go out on a date with somebody, it's like, oh, we've been hurt. My heart has been broken and I don't know if I'm going to open it up again. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that I tell people. I sit here and say, like, shit happens. We go through heartbreak. Heartbreak is a part of life. It sucks. Trust me, it sucks. <laughs> And when you hear that, when you hear it saying a man say, okay, I got my heart broken, like, you ain't get your fucking heart broken because we've been programmed and conditioned. Like, the man is breaking the heart. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why is his heart broken? He shouldn't be feeling this. No, 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 no. My heart is broken. 
Mm-hmm. I'm fucked up. I was in love. Like, this shit is... I'm not the norm. I'm cut different. I move different, baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, vulnerability for me is like, I need to be able to connect with you. If I'm if I'm bringing my walls down for you, trust and believe me, yeah, baby, you got to do the same. Mm-hmm. You have to. If I'm sitting here bringing my walls down for you when I know I got some walls up, you have to be able to be, because that's scary. Yes. But I'm willing to sit, if I'm willing to sit here and jump off the cliff for you, and you're not for me, I'm 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 literally parachuting my ass right the fuck back <laughs> up to the fucking cliff. Right. I'm literally, I'm flying my ass right back the fuck up to the cliff, and, and I'm leaving your ass. Yes. And I'm kick your ass on down and leave. <laughs> that's, that, like, seriously, that's that, and that's what it is, because when we're, we're not able to be vulnerable... And as black men, we need to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We have to be vulnerable. That's how we get deep connection. That's how we move. That's that's how we love. That's how we interpret information. We have to be able to be vulnerable and let new things. We have to be teachable. We have to be sitting here and being able to let others pour into us. We don't like to let others pour into us. Yeah. I, I, I can tell you right now, I'm very stubborn. I don't like people helping me. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I like when people say, like, when I say I'm broken, I can't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. I will sit. I, people will be like, I got you. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, I'm, no, no. You don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? But that also shows me. Okay, I gotta let this vulnerability down. You know what I'm saying? And I've been doing better with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like allowing others to help me, even though. I sit here and I'm like, okay, I may be financially still. They see that. You know what I'm saying? They see that I'm still working. They see that I'm still pushing. They see that I'm still trying. And it's a trial and error. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's a journey, not a race. And it was just like for a long time, I did not even want, I didn't want my mom to help. You know, I did everything on my own. And it was just like, mom, like, you cannot go through life doing everything by yourself. Even like like and I've and I've been in situations where I'm like okay I really need people yeah you know and those and those particular uh, specific people were there mm-hmm. you know I've asked a whole bunch of people like that I thought were you know there for me even black men nope really? you know to the wayside what type of question like what like you know just like I need help like can you take me shopping like I'm kind of in a depressive state. Like, when I was going through my shit, yeah. when I was in my depressive, my, my depression state at that point, I, asked, I, I was I was looking for outlets. Mm-hmm. And nobody wanted to plug me in. Wow. Except for my core friends. Mm-hmm. They literally sat me down and got me together. They mm-hmm. plugged me in and juiced me the fuck back up. And that was when I was like, you know what? I'm good on everybody. Mm-hmm. Who sat there and did not want to help. Because now you're looking at me and now you're asking me for help. Right. Can I be on your podcast? Ah! <laughs> right? Right. And now I'm like, no. I, I'm going to love you from a distance. I appreciate you. If I, like, seriously, it was a meme that one of my friends put up. He was like, if I asked you for help, I really needed it. And if you gave it to me, I love you forever. And if you didn't, I would never ask you again. Mm-hmm. And I have not. Right. I will never ask you again for a handout. Mm-hmm. Ever. Because if I'm asking you for real, I really need it. Okay. I will sit here and starve on my bed. 
I have. I've done it. Like seriously, I will literally. I, I, I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Like God, you gotta be yes. Like I have a vision. You know what I'm saying? Even and sometimes I go overboard and extreme. That's okay. That's fine. I'm 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 living. I'm making it. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the life I chose to live. This is the life I chose to live. So if this is the life I chose to live. I have to embrace every bit of that life. Yeah, it's gonna be a better story to tell. Period. You. You know what I'm saying? So, vulnerability is everything. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to be vulnerable in that mo in that moment. Crying with your girl, like crying in front of your girl. I would think, in my mind, I would think that's more fucking sexy than anything else. Right then and there, like you just tore down everything. You you crying? You hurt? Oh shit! I want to comfort you. Mm-hmm. What? Like, every time I would leave out with my exes, like, every time I would cry some shit, it wouldn't be like, they would look at me and be like, oh, shit, this nigga's really hurt. Mm. Like, oh, shit, he, oh, shit, this, oh, shit, what I, what I do? What I do? <laughs> right. What I gotta do? You know, so I don't think women understand, or some women don't understand that. Yes, we, we, we get broken hearted. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we hurt. But black men don't know how to, how can I say, we don't know how to filter that out. Release ourselves? Yeah, we don't know how to do that. Why is that? We've been conditioned not to. We've been the head of the households. We're the head. We're the basic. We're the head of the household. We come home. We 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 bring dinner. I'm sorry. We we bring dinner. Some days on Fridays. Um, yeah. <laughs> we provide for the family. We're the worker bees. We're the, um, you know, we're, we're basically the heads of the household. So we can't. We've been programmed for how many years? How many decades? How many generations? How long? When did slavery start? In sixteen nine. 1862, 1863, something like that. Oh, stop. Like 1865, I believe. Yeah. Okay. But Juneteenth. Yeah. You know, that's when it really, really ended. But you know what I'm saying. I think it's just like from carrying on after all those events. Yeah. All right. The black men need to be strong. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you see a man, you're like, you're going to think of strength. Right. And courage. And men run the run the world like you can't right. deny that right yeah, now can't deny that yeah and so it's like all right well for the black community we need our men to you know be strong for us and right break down the walls and you know bring everything home and being that person to break down walls and bring things home is you gotta desensitize your emotions and that's gonna affect your family life and the way you interact with your loved ones have you seen fences no, but mm. I saw a scene of Denzel Washington talking to his son saying... Fences is the... I think Fences is the best movie to represent... I think one of the best movies to represent um, black male form of toxic, uh, of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much to- toxic masculinity because he cheated on Viola Davis had another baby. You know, he never could really... He wanted to express his emotions. But he cheated on Mm-hmm. He oh. did. They had another kid. And they were together for 18 years, you know, in the movie. And basically, um, you know, they had an argument. And when he told her, he was just like, you know, I've been standing in the same place for 18 years. 
you know, and he, and that's when he showed his, you know, that's when he showed his vulnerable side, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it is kind of, it was kind of ironic because when a man sits here and he's vulnerable, black men are kind of vulnerable, not to their wives in a, in a sense, but to the side chick, because it, 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 it's true. It's it, it's true to some cases. I don't have a side chick. Same, but it's true in some cases. Not all cases, but some cases. When you don't, I guess when you feel like you don't have that ability to talk at home, black men try to find an outlet, any kind of outlet, so they can filter that. Whether that's drinking, whether that's drugs, whether that's Shit, marijuana. I've used marijuana as a coke just to just mm-hmm. filter out the bullshit, but you can't use that. Right. You know, it um, makes it worse. They, they're right. It kind of, it does make it worse. Um, because literally you're just suppressing those emotions and after the high is gone, the emotions rise the fuck back up. So you're like, Oh damn <laughs> Oh shit, like what the twenty on this. Oh fuck. You know, so it's it's being vulnerable in those moments where we have to use we we have to we have to be in tune with us first, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, we the, the the black man in the black community has to be the the strong man. You know, you have to desensitize your emotions. But I think we're coming into a a, a new era where desensitizing your emotions is not man like anymore. Right. It's never been for real. But it's not, it's it's not a part of the human being like structure. We're in the age of expressing ourselves. Yeah, you know the internet to show how you feel. Or everyone's talking about their opinions on Twitter, and you know exposing situations on through videos and stuff. And everyone has a, an opinion, brother. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> Come on now, you know. And you know, my mom always had me to to. She basically always wanted me to show my emotions. She never, she never, 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 ever sat here and tried to desensitize my emotions when something happened. If I needed to cry, mm-hmm. come cry. If I needed to sit there and just let it out, let it out. If I was mad, be mad. Like I, I she wanted me to be in tune with that side of me. She wanted me to be in tune with that side of me, and that's why I'm so passionate and emotional. And I can cry just like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm in tune with my emotions. Shit happens. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I think that's new for people. You know, when people see that, it's like, why you crying, bro? Like, what's, like, what's your problem? Like, why you don't want to cry in public? Like, why you don't want to sit here and cry in front of your boo or your man or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't you sit here and be vulnerable. I want more of my black men to be vulnerable. And we need to support. As black men, we need to do more to support our, our black men in, in being vulnerable and being open. Like the the picture of the baseball players mm-hmm. and the baseball player um hugging his his teammate and rubbing his head. Like, that pissed me off because so many people in the comments were like, oh, they gay, and they sitting there, and he rubbing his head. Like, what is he doing? First of all, my man who was crying, I I believe his mom passed, mm-hmm. or a relative passed. 
And if I was in my man's position, I would definitely go to one of my boys and be like, I can't right now. Right. Like, I need to cry. Right. You feel me? Like, I need to, I've, 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 when it comes to my, my, my boys, I've held, I've held them. You know what I'm saying? They've cried in my arms. They sat here and, 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 and to me, that shows more strength than you trying to sit here and mask that shit. Definitely. It's, and I think it's a cultural context too. Absolutely. But, um, like, I, it's weird because I, I see myself, you know, our parents are going to pass one day. Absolutely. And, like, I'm thinking about that fu- that day at the funeral. Like, I'm not trying to cry there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why am I even trying to think about suppressing those feelings? Mm-hmm. Like, I got to let it out. It's yeah. like, but no, there's going to be a bunch of people there. I don't want to see them see me cry. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. That's and that's awesome. the day where you ball tears. Yeah. And that's the day it. where you ball tears. And I remember my dad passing. And I couldn't even go to his funeral. Really? Um, well, I could. But I'm not going to out my family like that. But mm-hmm. um, it was just certain situations that hindered me from going. Um, mm-hmm. Neither here nor there. But he got cremated. And um, it was the hardest thing my aunt, my aunt called my mom. And she basically was like, you know, he passed of a heart attack. He was, he was overweight. He was a smoker. Um, cigarette smoker and every time I would go down to see him in Florida because I am born in Florida but raised in Detroit every time I would go to see him in Florida it would more so be I'm staying with my aunt because my dad is always in the hospital he would be in the hospital I I would go down there from May to August he would be in the hospital from like May to maybe the last week in July you know what I'm saying and it was it's cool Mm. Because he never, he never made me feel like that hindered him. You know, he would, every time I would come down, he would try his very hardest to make every, as much time with me count as, as possible. Mm -hmm. And my dad was a very emotional guy. He was a happy guy. He loved life. He cried. He did, like, he showed me what it meant to be emotional as a man, Mm -hmm. you know, and I took that with me even after the age of twelve when he passed. It was like I, I, I don't know how to deal with these emotions. So I'm just letting them out. Fuck, fuck right. me. You know what I'm saying? And I just remember that day where she told me I just dropped the phone and just started crying, and my mama just caught me, and I was I was crying for at least at least two days straight. Like it was it was literally just tears on tears on tears. Didn't go nowhere. I said nope. I don't want to do anything. Um, I'm on the couch. I don't want another food. I don't want no food. And it was just like, you know, when we lose our parents, when we lose a loved one or we lose a friend or somebody that we're close to, we have to, as men, as black men, we have to be able to show those emotions. We have to be able to be vulnerable, period. Mm. And I think vulnerability is a big, big thing when we talk about toxic masculinity. Like, we, we have to be able to be vulnerable. And one, it's okay to be friends with women like i don't i never understood the concept of not being a friend with a woman like in our generation nowadays it's either dating no i'm sorry fucking dating situationship because i'm not calling most of y'all relationships relationships because mm. they're situationships um it's fucking dating situationship and then we're done yeah relationships in our generation never last past 
most, most relationships, if you don't do it right, don't last past the damn near six months to a year. Period. Sorry. Right. Sorry, not sorry. And they're not going to be a smooth road either. Yes, not. The the key in a relationship, I think, is to be able to be vulnerable. Absolutely. You know, let things happen. It's like, oh. Got to learn from it. Got to grow from it. Period. And I don't think a lot of us understand that. So, what would your final thoughts be on this great topic of toxic masculinity? Um, Embrace yourselves, man. And, you know, just... Keep moving forward. Period. I feel like. Period. You know. Um, I would say this to all my black men, we need to do better. Um, not more so. And what I mean by that is, we need to do better in supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we can be friends, but when it when I mean friend, I mean being there, mm-hmm. being there, actually trying to console your your brother in his time of need Mm. you know what i'm saying being there for him when he is down when you know something is wrong you have to be there you have to give him truth honesty authenticity you have to be there you have to be able to be vulnerable to your friends because if you first of all you have to be able to be vulnerable with yourself Mm -hmm. first of all you have to look yourself in the mirror and say okay i gotta stop playing the victim ha go check out my blog post anyway um (laughs) You have to stop playing the victim. We as black men have to stop playing the victim. We as black men have to be in tune with ourselves before we can be in tune with a woman or anybody else. We have to be able to be vulnerable with ourselves first, first and foremost, before we're even being vulnerable with anybody else in our circle, who we're with, in our clique, whatever. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to sit here and... Treat them as if they're your brother. Yes. Treat yourself. Treat yourself first. Like, do for you. You have to love you. You have to be able to love you. When when people see that you are loving you, they're going to love you. Mm -hmm. They're going to love you. They may... Some people may not love you because you love you too much. And that's a fucking gay. Because you love yourself. You hear me? (laughs) I love me some fucking men. You can't tell me shit about me. Preach, brother. Period. Because I love me some me. I see the flaws. I know my flaws. I look in my mirror and I say every day, my brother, you are a king. Pick up your crown if you need to. Yes. My kings, we need to pick my black kings. We need to pick up our fucking crowns. I don't get it. I don't get it. We need to pick up our crowns. We have lost them bitches. Yeah. We have literally let them crowns fall and we have put them on the black woman. And the crazy thing about that is the black woman supports us. Well, some black women support us more than we as a whole black male community support each other. Yeah. Cause we have a certain few that a certain few of black women that don't support us, mm-hmm. but the black women that do support us is damn a lot more than the entire black male community supporting each other. And we need to do fucking better. Our crowns have failed. We need to pick them bitches up. Because I got mine on. I don't... Leon got his on. You're... So I'm sitting here literally putting an APB out on every black man in America, every black man in the world. Pick up your crown. 
Understand who you are. It is okay to cry. It is okay to sit here and be vulnerable. It is okay. You will get your heart broken, but that is a part of life, my nigga. You will sit here and have to be vulnerable and it may not go your way. That is okay, my nigga. It happens. Trust me. But you have to pick up your crown. You have to walk in kingdom. You have to walk in blackmail kingdom. Every day. It's going to get hard. It's going to get rough because they don't like our asses out here. Never did. So we have to walk in straight kingdom. You And like I said, you may not know your purpose. You may not know where you are. You may not. But you every time you get up out your bed, that means you have something to do. There is something new to conquer. So that means you need to pick up your fucking crown after you done put it down for the night. Pick it up in the morning. Put it on and walk. And keep straight. Keep moving forward. That means if you got to crawl, crawl. That means if you got to walk, walk. If you got to sprint, sprint. If you got to run, run. Do what you need to do. You're going to fall. It's going to happen. Some people do fall. All of us fall damn near. You're going to fall. But it's whether you're going to sit here and pick your own self up because nobody's going to help you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You got you. People are going to help you when they see you helping yourself and doing for you. Period. Wow. So, are you going to be a motivational speaker? Man, I just, listen, man, I'm just a voice behind the mic. Bro. You got a lot of careers that I you just, can <laughs> tap into, bro. I'm just a voice behind the mic, man. That's, that, that's literally it, bro. That's, that's literally it because it's, it's, I, I, I'm an advocate for black male support. Yes. And on um, top of that, if you're a black male, or if you're just a male in general, or a female, support the brother. Period. <laughs> support the brother. We have too many not, we have too many black women degrading and literally desensitizing the black man. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. And as a as a man who supports the black woman entirety, entirely, it sickens me that I see so many black women, and this is not all black women, but so many black women disrespecting the black man because you've gotten hurt by one. I get it. I understand. I've gotten hurt by black women too. You don't see me calling them bitches hoes and sluts and shit. Because that's not my MO. Right. Black women, you are queens. Pick your crowns up. Black men, you are kings. Pick your fucking crowns up. Preach. And act like such. Stop letting peasantry into your kingdom. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. I said it last week. Stop letting peasantry into your kingdom and wondering why your kingdom is now looking the way it's looking. Mm-hmm. Stop it. The more you allow peasantry into your place of of royalty, the more your place of kingdom and queendom will sit here and shut down on you. And you will be looking like a peasant yourself and wondering where is your crown. So I ask you to pick it up. Pick it the fuck up. Hashtag pick it up. Period, man. Hashtag pick up your crown. Please.
pick up your fucking crown. <laughs> Period. So I want to thank Leon for coming on the show, yes, man. Sir. I want to thank you, brother. I appreciate no, you. No, thank bro. you so much. It's awesome to see you and, and your work and your element. Oh, thank you, bro. I, I appreciate wish I could it. sound just like you and look like you. <laughs> Stop. He he gives me too much credit. I'm telling <laughs> He's you. He's a man. He's, He's gonna blow up. You got any shots, bro? Um, shout outs to my boy Alex Tallis. Yeah, he is a creative. Um, he is in Detroit right now. Yeah, he has a three one three. Yes, he has a film coming out soon, August thirty first. Does he? I was gonna be playing at Wealthy Street Theater uh, for a artist named Shabazz GC. Yo, uh, dope young creatives out here. Hey, shout out to my mom and dad, my girlfriend, my brother. Uh, shout out Ty. Shout out Apologetic. Hey, my boy Apologetic. We need you on the show again, bro. Stop mm-hmm. bullshitting. Right. Um, but no, uh, let's see. Let's see. What do we what do we have next? I'm trying to think of some shit. Um, uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram and Snapchat. Well, no, don't follow me on Snapchat. Uh <laughs> follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Don't follow me on Snapchat just yet. Uh, <laughs> follow, follow me on Instagram and um, Twitter, you know, Vontae's World, V O N T A S underscore world. Um, go to my business page if you would like. If you would like to co host at any time, um, just go to my website. Um, if I did not give you an open door policy, just go to my website at www.tyronsahicks.com mm-hmm. and go to the About Devante page and slide down and hit the Let's Network section. You throwing links? My links out there too? Huh? My, are you throwing my, my Instagram link out there? Oh, yeah, there? definitely. Are you throwing my website out there too? Oh, definitely. Leonsafo.com. Dot com. Period. We're definitely putting out links. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Anyone who needs illustrations, animations, Listen, website. this man is dope. I keep trying to tell y'all this. This man is dope. He is dope as fuck. Thank you. His craft is dope. His graphic. Listen, this man is dope, period. So y'all need, if y'all need anything, make sure you go to Leon. Let's get it. Period. For any graphic design needs. Do you Mm -hmm. hear me? Period. Appreciate it, brother. Period. Appreciate it. So, um, oh, make sure you go check out my new blog post. I posted it Friday. Um, Stop playing the victim. Mm -hmm. Um... Because a lot of us need to stop playing the victim. Yeah. Uh, you need to take responsibility for your fucking own actions. Mm-hmm. Um, yes to... Yes. Um, because it's a tango. You can't tango without one person. Right. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. So if one person... If y'all both mess up, you can't sit here and blame that one person and be like, Oh, you messed up. It don't work. Life life don't work like that. Mm-hmm. And if you're... If you want to heal... You have to be able to take responsibility for your own actions and continue to move forward and forgive yourself. Please. So and don't forget to vote. Yes, November sixth. Yeah, you're gonna have a podcast. Vote. Oh hell yeah! That. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have November fourth. I'm gonna have a podcast. Okay. That day, and I'm going to literally reiterate damn near at least five minutes every time. <laughs> vote, 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 okay. vote. Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing. Because. I'm going to vote that day. So make sure you guys get out and vote. I hope you guys did vote for the primary, but if you didn't, don't worry about it. Um, let's see. Let's see. I think that's it. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode. 
Um, yeah, man. And just feature on that show? Oh, shit. I don't even know yet. I might, you know what I'm saying? I might have to little sprinkle a little. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll see what I can do, I'm you sorry. know what I'm saying? Just sprinkle a little something, something <laughs> for y'all one time. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, like, <laughs> a little salt bay on it, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but I do, I might have a... I might have a guest host for the next episode after that, but uh, we'll see. We'll see that too. But um, I thank Leg for coming on, man, and I appreciate all my. Let me just say I appreciate all my listeners. I love y'all. I love y'all, man. Like I really do. I really, really do. Y'all have made the opinionated brother so great. Like you guys just give me life. Like every day, y'all give me life, and it's amazing. I, I appreciate everybody that listens. Um, from Allendale all the way to the fucking UK. Like I love y'all, motherfuckers. Like thank you so much, and um, I appreciate it. Share, review, comment, you know what I'm saying? Do whatever you need to do. Just put the just get the peanut butter out there, okay? I love you guys. Thank you so much. And we will be back next week, baby. Thank you so much. Thank you.